Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So much to talk about today on Marvel Movie News. Rumors about Spider-Man 3 that could involve either Deadpool or Venom. Captain Marvel might have been on Vormir in a different version of Endgame. We've got rumors on Power Pack, Ultimates, Fantastic Four, Black Widow. I can't even talk about it all. Oh, and Jessica Jones dropped the trailer on us. So much. Let's start today's Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Good afternoon to you, (laughs) our merry Marvelites. Welcome back. This is the Marvel Movie News coming to you live from the Daily Bugle offices. Because we've got breaking news all over the place. Well, it's less breaking as much as it is came out over the past week. And we have to discuss it. To discuss it. Hey, guys. I'm Zach Wilson. We've got Zia Anderson here. Hello, hello. Christian Blatt's here. Howdy, folks. The gang's back together. Uh, How are you guys feeling tonight? This afternoon? I don't know what time of day it is. It's a time of day when we're feeling good. I'm feeling good. There's lots of news. There so is much a, to talk about. There's a lot. There's a lot of different topics. Like yeah. nothing groundbreaking. Well, there's some. Mm-hmm. Eh, maybe you're gonna have to find. Wait and find out. Uh, <laughs> so Christian, how are you? I'm doing well. It uh, dawned on me at the beginning of this week that uh, so now, like a week from tonight, uh, people can go and see Dark Phoenix. Like it's actually that close. <sighs> it's it's next Thursday night. People will be going to see it, and I'm like, wow, it's that soon. So, it's so uh, soon. Yeah. I have one week to finish reading it. One week. Get on it. Shouldn't take you that long. Hurry up. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, there's a ton to talk about. Um, If you want to keep up with us throughout the week, guys, make sure that you like, rate, subscribe, all that normal YouTube and podcast stuff you're used to hearing by now. 230 episodes into this podcast. And uh, thanks, as always, to Colt Badeau, who's helping us tweeting from the Star Jammer. There's so much to talk about. I'm not even sure where to start, but we're talking about Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. We're a week out. So uh, stick around because like, we are going to talk about the Spider-Man 3 rumors, about whether what Sony wants to do, what Disney might want to do with Deadpool. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some Black Widow rumors. Uh, the Jessica Jones trailer, I want to get your guys' thoughts. It's a teaser. There's barely anything in there, <laughs> but we're going to talk about it. Uh, and there's some video game rumors that uh, are, co- are coming up. So, so much. So much. So much. But let's start, in our fact, you guys just mentioned Dark Phoenix, and it's a good segue, with New Mutants. More New Mutants, uh, rumors, news, more of an explanation, if you will, as to why it got pushed back this time. Uh, Crazy theories aside, uh, according to Simon Kinberg, 
the reason it had to be pushed back is just because there are so many, some of these actors are on TV shows that it was hard to coordinate schedules to actually get the reshoots done. So that's why they didn't happen in time. They just like couldn't get everyone back together. And as much as I want to see this now, because this oh, it just looks so good to me, um, I would rather wait a little bit more for a better product than have them sort of rush it out and just not be that good. So I don't mind waiting till 2020 as much as I want to see it. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we talk a lot about on this show, you know, when you hear that something's getting reshoots, a lot of times people are like, oh, that means it's a disaster. And yes, it can mean that, but so sometimes. many movies get reshoots, and, you know, sometimes movies get extensive reshoots, and the movie still turns out probably for the better that way. So, yeah, if it ends up being a better product, you know, if we all, like, watch deleted scenes, like, three years from now, and we're like, oh, yeah, it's a good thing they didn't put that out, I think it'll have been worth it. I hope they do that so we can watch how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of deleted scenes, this one was somewhat of a, a breaking news story. Like I, the articles I saw didn't even post until like late yesterday, so I barely had time to get in the rundown. But there were some uh, set photos from Endgame yeah. that got posted on Reddit via one of the co-editors of Endgame. Um, I have his name here. Some. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Where? Uh, but uh, that that showed Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, on Vormir, mm-hmm. uh, theoretically with Clint and Natasha. And that's obviously a big departure from what we saw in the film. Uh, I would ask what you guys think, but I kept the information from you as to how that all happened. I mean... I'm teasing you. I'm like, I'm being mean. I mean, well, I mean, I already, I already have an opinion anyway, so it's fine. What the heck would she need to be there for? There's no. To, well, no, I'm glad they cut it. We'd already established that she'd gotten it. a haircut earlier in the movie, and maybe she just wanted to show, show Natasha. That's my theory. That's probably why she's she like was Natasha. There. I know you're trying to sacrifice yeah. yourself. You've done uh, the short hair things a lot, Natasha. What about my short hair? Natasha's short hair looks better. I'm so, going to agree with you mm. on that, by the way. <laughs> According to Endgame co-editor Matthew Schmidt, which is who is who was talking about this. Uh, in the script, they weren't, uh, Natasha and Clint weren't alone on Vormir. They were attacked by some of Thanos' goons Uh. while they were there. So there was an army coming at them and they were fighting off attackers while they argued about who would want to, who should sacrifice themselves. I like this way better. Yeah. It adds more gravity to the situation. Had it been a, you know. Yeah. According to the story, in, in this, uh, sequence, Basically, uh, Natasha tries to run off the cliff. This is the quote. Uh, Natasha decides to run off the cliff. Clint tries to stop her while also fending off the attack. And then Captain Marvel shows up to save the... Oh! I. Th- this is the other thing that I forgot to mention. This is not... This is 2014 Carol Danvers. Oh, oh that's interesting. Okay. Because uh, this is her with the long hair. Right. So, so and like the, the old haircut. style suit. So this is like other Carol from that from that so time it, period. 
Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So that, and that would, of course, still be Carol, you know, because that's still well after the movie. It's just, what, five years before now. Yeah, so, so this yeah. is a okay. different version of Carol Danvers than we saw in Endgame. So it's like she shows up to help them, not knowing anything about who they are. It would also explain why she has a haircut for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, why did why did they take the time for her to get a haircut in Endgame? And it would be to differentiate her from the from the 2014 one. That is yeah. a good point. It yeah. does immediately separate the two once they show up. Like, she yeah. has a different costume on. Like, she's very clearly in this photo wearing the one from Captain Marvel, right? Uh, as opposed to the more thin, starred uh, version that uh, we saw in, in Endgame. Endgame. So that's the big thing: is that okay. she shows up to help them, and in that moment. They uh, it gives Widow enough time to sacrifice herself, but they reshot it. According to Schmidt, it was reshot to make it more intimate between Clint and Natasha, which fully worked in yes, the end. I agree, I, and I agree. I think that as much as that having the the younger version of Captain Marvel there would have been a cool moment. That scene, I I still like that scene. I know some people have issues with with how it ended, but. I think that the the emotion out the emotion in that sequence is what drives it. Yeah, I don't think any character showing up in that scene adds to it. I think exactly the way it is makes it uh, work because it really is between Clint and Natasha. Yeah, you know, sort of like the determination for one of them to sacrifice themselves for the other. So yeah, I, I think it works much better than if we have that. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's it. You can sh- check out the photo uh, online. It's just like a blue screen photo where you can see the like the the spikes from the pack of Vormir uh, behind Carol fighting. Yeah. What's making you giggle, Zia? Actually, sorry, you're going to be really glad funny. we don't say. Yeah, you're going to just be glad we not. don't. Sometimes people are having fun in the chat and it's distracting because you're looking for the important I content know. in the chat. I know. Apologies. It yeah. made me laugh. <laughs> well, fine. Don't share with the rest of us. I'll, I'll pass you, you a note during study hall. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, let's jump over to Black Widow while we're talking about Widow. Uh, because there are some set photos that leaked uh, via the uh, Twitter user Daniel RPK. Thank you, Daniel RPK. Yeah, uh, thank you. From Appreciate set it. over in in England, uh, and we have some of those that we can throw up to take a look at. There is nothing in these photos. Yeah, I, I know nothing, <laughs> but I still like to see but them. It was, but it's the first yeah. like thing we've really seen from there. So yeah. like you see Natasha walking. the The only thing that maybe comes from this is like. I wish I understood more about fashion, because, like, is that something from, like, a particular era? I mean, it kind of looks 90s-ish, but... Yeah, that's what I thought. But that's also kind of coming back now but a little bit. Could Which I'm also, cool with, by could, the way. Yeah, could this also be Scarlett Johansson on set with a bag of stuff about to go home and wearing right? a white jacket? She's done. She know? just this, put her could, sweater on because it's not be you, can, you can see the, like, fake... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. If I you look at specifically yeah. this one, yeah. uh, you can see... There's some signage. The yeah. signage, and it also matches the bag. So, okay. like, clearly Fair she enough. was shopping okay. in whatever fake store... That is. It just. It looks very. And European. then the third photo uh, that we have, uh, they're on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> and then so the, I'm on a boat song. There may or may not be a boat in Black Widow. Okay, so if we see a boat, we'll be like, we saw those set pictures. We, we, yeah, hey, like we this is the internet. They're on the water. That means <laughs> Namor is in Black Widow, you guys. You heard it here first. Sounds right. Hashtag key confirms. I'm dragging him into this <laughs> and that old gag. Uh, um, so yeah, so Black Widow. Those there's there's that rumor. There's a bigger Black Widow rumor though, and this one is massive. 
It's so massive, you might want to clobber it. Ooh, nice. <laughs> nice. Um, the internet thinks that David Harbour might be playing The Thing in Black Widow. Oh, internet. Mm. Now follow me down this train of internet logic that is only slightly more crazy than me equating a boat to <laughs> Namor. Namor. Um, so David Harbour was talking about uh, up, what he, what's coming up in Black Widow. And his role, and he, according to AdvancedTelevision.com, in this interview, he said, uh, referring to his role, he quipped, I'm glad this thing is joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's all he said. And of course, everybody's like, this thing? You mean it's Ben Grimm, obviously. literally there. So, I mean, it is an interesting quote because it does imply that he's not just playing a character. Sure. Um, Like, my my personal working theory on his role was her father, Ivan. Okay. Which she wouldn't know, but if you dropped a character named Ivan into her story after Endgame, we would all know, based on what uh, the Red Skull said to her, that that's her father. And while that that could be an interesting meta-narrative for the audience, to know that that's her dad, even if she doesn't. Um, So that could be an interesting thing, but... The fact that he refers to his character as this thing sort of implies that he is playing some kind of creature n- creature or supernatural being of one kind or another. It wouldn't be the first time for him, obviously. Fin Fang Foom. <laughs> yes, finally, we're getting Fin Fang Foom in the movie. Well, we've all wanted. Um, Look, I, I predicted it for Defenders for years. It kind of came true, I mean, sort of. Yeah, like a, like that skeleton. You're like, well, you know, it could. There been. were green dragons yeah. at the bottom of the pit. Right. We yelled about it for Fing Fang Foom for years, <laughs> and then we were like absurdly close. <laughs> um, but do you guys have any other thoughts on what he this thing might be? The thing, or do you think it could be the thing? I mean, I don't. I, I the only reason I don't think so is because that would be an odd time to introduce just that one character, and I think that they're going to wait for a bigger opportunity to introduce um, the fan- any anyone from the Fantastic Four, even though I'd like to see that. Unless the story's back far enough and he's playing Ben Grimm, not the Thing, maybe before he's uh, pelted by cosmic rays. But uh, I, I think this is internet fun, and uh, I'm trying to think of who he would actually be playing. Uh, what, wasn't your hope that he was Taskmaster? Wasn't that something you said a few weeks ago? Uh, I'm sure. I don't think I said that. Okay, but someone I, does. I, I, I love the idea. Saying, I think that's more because I want that to be I right. You know, I don't see him playing playing Taskmaster. Uh, t- Taskmaster, <laughs> uh, just because he's more of a uh, like a brute build of a character, like. He played Hellboy. Hellboy, Like, he's a bigger guy. Taskmaster has to be more flexible and able to, like, do crazy gymnastics moves. Because because of Taskmaster's ability, in case you're not familiar with this character, Taskmaster, his basic skill set is that he can see any kind of move that anyone can make and immediately replicate it. Right. Doesn't have to learn it. He, He just has to see it once and can immediately do it. So he puts him as a perfect villain to go up against, uh, especially physical fighters like daredevil because daredevil once he sees daredevil's moves it's not new anymore he's just got his whole move set down and right. can put a stop to him david harbour's a bigger guy he's more of like a hulking figure 
I don't know that he he's a tank. Yeah. David Arbor plays your tank. He doesn't yeah. play the, the your thing. uh your ranger or your rogue that the taskmaster is. Right. Um, uh, Senor Nerd in the chat wants to point out, uh, hey, remember I was jokingly saying David Harbour better be Ben Grimm in Black Widow or else our <laughs> cast wish is wasted. And then just a, a, you know, sort of a blanket comment from Zeno Hour, the internet is dumb and was a mistake, <laughs> folks. The internet might have been a mistake. You're but we're coming to you on the internet right now, so let's not say it's totally a mistake. Yeah, I know, wanna... I can't say that. Don't anger <laughs> the internet god while we're on it. Uh, <laughs> Um, the the, the yeah. well here's the the reasoning people are using is that Disney is going to want to introduce the Fantastic Four eventually. Yeah. At some point, they, yeah, they're going to want to take their swing at it. Would they want to introduce those characters in a non traditional way? You could do the, the the classic, just introduce the characters via an origin story. You could do something like Spider Man, where you just sort of drop us into the middle of their story. Uh, which would work because most people are at least vaguely familiar with those characters to the point where you don't necessarily need their origin the same way that Spider-Man has. Mm-hmm. Um, you could sum it up and like move forward. And a flashback, like a quick flashback, and then boom. E- either that or just like w- like we did with Peter Parker. Like We didn't need to see his origin. He just he had his powers. We told a Spider-Man story. Fantastic Four may be that level of familiar to people where well, you could just you could just like open up on this 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 foursome doing the thing or the reason i i bring it up here introduce david harbour as ben Grimm, the thing and then one at a time introduce those characters well the thing that uh, fantastic four has in common with spider-man is we have seen their origin story twice three times if you count the roger corman version we We don't have I, I, I argue that that's the best of all of them, but uh, maybe the most fun. It but, might be. Yeah, uh, it, it's not the worst. But anyway, we've seen it, and I think that maybe it's like let's not take the time to tell that part of the story again. Maybe you do tell it later in a, in sort of a flashback kind of way. I, I think introducing them one at a time actually would be interesting. You know, to sort of have them pop up in different movies. And then, you know, we'll see them in, I don't know, some bigger event. I know we're not going to get endgame level events, but there'll be event movies, of course. So in an event, we actually see them as the Fantastic Four, maybe. You know, get that kind of reveal. Yeah, that could be really fun. Um, do I think it's going to be David Harbour? Most likely not. But he he's not a bad choice. No, I mean, he's if not. You, like, the one thing I'll say about those 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 uh, Fantastic Four movies, I thought Michael Chiklis was great as a thing. You could not have cast that. That's yeah. the one problem is you've already got your greatest option for Ben Grimm with Michael Chiklis. Yeah. Like, yes, you can see the foam rubber creases on that costume while he's playing it, but he is perfect yeah. as Ben Grimm. And he and Chris Evans when Chris Evans was the Human Torch, was a perfect back and forth. Like, those two were perfectly cast. You could argue the other two, whether they were cast or not. It's at least a traditional version of Mr. Fantastic. Uh, I think Jessica Alba did a good job. I don't think she had the best material to work with at the time. Uh, And let us not forget that Popcorn Talk's own Maria Menounos yes, yes. is fantastic. That, yep. that movie, which I had forgotten until I watched it a I couple know. months ago. <laughs> I know. You're like, oh my god, that's right. It is an underrated movie, I think, looking back, because we've had such a plethora of brilliant superhero yeah. films. But the original Fantastic Four it, was fun. It didn't seem that bad fun. when I watched no, it when in I the watched theater. It, I, I enjoyed yeah. it. I'm offended as the voice of Doom. 
by Doom's storyline in that movie. Y- yes. Wow. But that's just a personal gripe no, I that I will I'm gonna rectify. Inter- <laughs> I'm going to interject one thing. Uh, Michael Chiklis will turn 56 this year. I feel like he could still be the thing. That's- he can totally still be the thing. Yeah. I met him also, by the way, and he is like the loveliest man in the whole world. He's so great. And he, well, looks, that, he looks good. Like he th- could 100% That makes him perfect for old blue eyes, Ben Grimm. Yes. Yeah. He's also a lovely man. I know. But- <laughs> So David Harbour would be a great choice for Ben Grimm, but whatever he's doing here, it seems like he's he's happy right. about it. He's excited, and the fact that he's excited, I'm excited. I mean, Agreed. when I first read the the article, I was like, "Ooh, maybe it will be." I got excited for like a good thirty seconds, and then was like, "It's probably not going to be." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, Shang Chi for a minute. Yeah. Like, there's, it's a lot of rumors this week, guys. Yeah. Very little confirmed. Um, but Shang Chi supposedly uh, is already underway with casting. All right. According to a, a, a podcast, the, Mur- uh, the Murphy's Law podcast, rumors, guys. We just cite where they come from so that you know. Um, and then a separate fan site, the GWW, says they got their hands on a casting breakdown. Ooh. Look, we've seen these things leak in the past. The Half the time, they're complete fakes. This has the air of being real, because of how vague it is. Um, it's only for two roles that were listed. One is a male leader. Um, that They claim the studio is looking for an Asian male between the ages of 40 and 60 to play this leader who is described, and this is the, where they quote, a wise old statesman and, quote, the leader of his people. So clearly we're, we're talking about Chang-Chi's father, at this point, and if you build up all the rumors together, we're looking for the Mandarin. Combined yeah. with what Kevin Feige said about the Ten Rings and the Mandarin, potentially, the the, the real, real Mandarin, Mandarin yeah. the not Trevor Slattery Mandarin <laughs> uh, coming back. I, I still think we might end up not calling him Mandarin. Maybe we will, but I think the Ten Rings are a perfect possibility for Shang-Chi. Um, any thoughts on that one? Well, I mean, so, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 you well, go ahead. It's kind of what you were saying, uh, I think the last time this came up, it, it's because of the fact that Shang-Chi could be a standalone movie and not really have characters or crossover with the MCU just because of the nature of the book uh, and the character. I think it would be great to have that sort of a presence, you know, some sort of bigger thing that might creep into other movies. Maybe there is not a single MCU character that we've seen before or introduced in this movie, you know, in terms of superheroes, other villains. Uh, but I think it's a really smart way to tell this story and tie it to the universe. And then you'll kind of look back on that first Shang-Chi movie, assuming everything gets equals, uh, and like, oh, yeah, they really started connecting him to the universe even in that first movie. So. Yeah. Yeah, which I hope we get. I don't want this to be just its own standalone thing that isn't connected. And I'm already, um, I've casted it, so I know oh, he's <clears throat> I know he's Japanese and not Chinese, but Ken Watanabe, please. Ah, as please. soon as you said Japanese, like, I love Ken Watanabe. Yes, because he's amazing. Uh, um, he's great. And, like, uh, the thing is, when you're dealing with... Uh, it depends what you're, what origin you do. A lot of Marvel stuff, they like to make up nations. Um, it makes oh, things cleaner. Yeah. Uh, because you don't have to make... Oh, it's... Because you, you worry about, like... You don't want to paint a country as, as evil or as the origin of, like, an a, a evil organization or anything. So that's why you have countries like Latveria, Wakanda. Uh, uh, you have... Um, I'd like to go Ultron. to Sokovia sometime. Sokovia, yeah. thank you. Looks like um, a fun it's just, place. It's way... It, it helps you tell a, a cleaner story when... You don't have to 
worry about what you're saying about a real place. I mean, so, but let's be real. Sokovia, don't you think of Russia? Well, I think of I, a for, I think of a former Soviet <laughs> Union country. I don't necessarily. It's probably think of closer to like I a do. Czechoslovakia yeah. or Ukraine or something yeah. like that. Same, same, yeah. Same. Um, but yeah, it's it's that Eastern Europe. It's that yeah. nebulous Eastern European yeah. country. Um, uh, the other one. This is where I, I have. This is where I'm going to th- start throwing crazy theories at you guys, and I want your reactions. The only other part listed as be, they're looking for casting is a female warrior. Okay. Um, who is described as one of the, like, they, they work for the leader, and they're, quote-unquote, the most skilled and deadly warriors, mm-hmm. or one of the, the that leader character's most skilled and deadly warriors. Now, I'm going to posit this to you. Could they be gender-bending Shang-Chi? Could we please, do... Please, no. Could we do... <laughs> please, no. Could we do Just a don't. female version of Shang-Chi? Stop. Just stop. Stop right now. <laughs> well, Please but, don't do but it. But I'll posit this to you. Like, is there anything intrinsically male about that role? Other than the fact that it was written as a male and that's the creator's vision? No. But really? Like, do we really have to do I that? I mean, I think you can have a strong female character. In it, and you're right. It, it, you, they certainly could. I, I think if you're going to adapt that character... Uh, I I don't I don't see why, but they certainly could. You know, yeah. I mean, we as as seen with uh, Tilda Swinton. You know, there you know what's come before is not necessarily the gender you go with. So, um, yeah, I, I I think it's an interest. It would be an interesting, and, and this is there's complete speculation. To be clear, uh, it's only be, I'm only speculating this because they they this this leaked casting document. Yeah, sure. That's not even confirmed to be real. Right. Only listed two roles being cast, and it's possible they already found their Shang Chi, and they're just looking for the uh, his co-star at this point. Um, but it, I also don't necessarily want to see the same thing that we've seen in other stories where you have this like this female warrior who is like just as good, if not better, than your male lead. And then he has to like prove that he's as good. Like I've seen that story before. I'd rather just see the badass woman from the start and focus on her. Like we saw that in Iron Fist. Yeah, I would. I where would do you had the much more skilled female warrior, and then your your lead was like trying to live up to that and never could. Yeah, I mean, if you they were going to do a female Shang Chi, I would just say, why don't you just do a Colleen Wing movie? Because uh, I, I, I would I would definitely be more excited to see that. I think than a, than taking a uh, taking. A character like Shang Chi and deciding that now it's female. I have I no, agree. I have no problem with it personally. Like it, uh, the story, the story to me is the same either way. You just got to find the right person, and then it doesn't matter. I, I think that's a, that's a huge part of it. I, it. Who who they cast, and if it's the right person, if it's an unknown, then I'd have to see it. But if you if I heard the right name, I'd be like, all right, now I'd be excited about it. But uh, I'd be very cautious if they just decide if they set out. Oh yeah, this story we're going to craft it for a female. I think if you're creating the story and it kind of leads in that direction, like you know, this is going to really work a lot better. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see. But uh, there's just no reason for it. That's the thing. It would just be. Well, we're doing this because we know we have to. I don't know. I disagree. I disagree with that. Actually, I think that there, it, it, if you're right, if the writer sat down with that story and saw something like a way to an angle to make the story interesting, where it's about a a father daughter relationship, but and why? The, why not? Because it's already created. You don't need to to change it. it. It's the same reason that I will say that like pretty that there are very few characters in even the Marvel canon that you don't need to worry about their race or their gender going in. Like Captain America's story, he kind of has to be a white guy because 
if you if you put somebody in the 40s who's not white, it changes the story entirely. But Peter Parker has no bearing whether it, it I mean, whether he could, he's he could white, black, Latino. Right, he could certainly be Miles Morales. He could yeah. be Miles Morales. Yeah. You could have put a Latino actor into the role of Peter Parker and it would change nothing about his story. And that's the kind of that's kind of what I'm talking about. The same way that the ancient one, there's nothing intrinsically male about that role. And it like you could argue whether you wanted Tilda Swinton to be in that role or not. I think she was perfect because she's the weirdest person in the pla- on the planet. Agreed but, by but the way. I yeah. think that there but there but there's nothing intrinsically male about that role. So I think Depending on the story you're trying to tell with Shang-Chi, if you see an in, if you see a way to make a unique, interesting story that happens to be a female character, why not? If it was written that way, then yeah, I would agree. But because it's not, just don't do it. There's no reason for it. It... I'm not as I'm not as like especially maybe it's just that I don't have a personal connection to the character of Shang Chi. I don't either. I just want to see a story I've me. never heard before, never read before, and that to me is a way to make a new story, something brand new, bring a brand new thing into the world with a small tweak. Uh, Gamer Girl and Jenna James are on Zia's side. Uh, I'm <laughs> looking for. I'm sort of. I had to freeze that so i'm sort of looking to see who how everybody else feels but uh uh Zeno Hour says marvel has a plethora of female characters that they could use gender bending isn't the way to go um i'm sure there are people agreeing i'm not no i'm that, not cherry picking the people the thing, that don't. i'm not saying that they have to do this or they need to do this i just like the idea popped into my head because of this and i was curious to get yeah. your guys thoughts on it uh, and please, you guys, like whether you're listening to this uh, live with us or later, le- let us know in the YouTube comments. I'm very curious to see if you would hate this idea or if you would love it or if you're just like, whatever, fine. Make a good movie and we'll see then. Yeah, if I have the indication that it's good, I'm going to see it no matter what. And yeah. because it's a Marvel movie, I'll be honest, I'll see it no matter what. They, they, they could cast Michael Stipe from R.E.M. and I'm like, well, I'm going to go see it. <laughs> <laughs> I picked him because I don't like him. Yeah, but like they earned our trust at that point. Yeah. Like Kevin Feige could do the craziest thing you've never thought of, and you'd be like, why would you do that? Okay, here's my $20. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's absolutely true. Um, well, speaking of doing whatever he thinks, let's talk about some development rumors uh, before we get into the Spider-Man Deadpool story. And yes. we are going to talk about that. Don't worry. Um Two just, like, pure, complete rumors of, like, these things might be going into development. Power Pack? And we have a, I have an image of Power Pack, which is a very young, skewing, children-first, like, at the head of it story. And the, like, you can see how much this is just yes. very and clearly. I will tell you that when Power Pack number one hit the stands, I was nine. So I loved this series. I felt like uh, Jack Power, the one in blue, not this incarnation, but I felt like, hey, that kid kind of looks like me. I re- I loved this series. It's uh, it, it was really well done because, you know, we'd had children characters, we'd had younger characters, but they were really the, the primary focus, which... Let's be honest. Who are you mostly selling comic books to? Uh, I thought it was a great book. It didn't. It didn't sell that well. They had some great crossovers too. With uh, you know, there's like Katie Power shows up in in a like a brutal Wolverine Uncanny X Men two hundred five story, wow. and he's just yeah. like covers her eyes, like don't watch what's about to happen. And uh, I think that they're great characters. And uh, I I'm surprised. I like forever ago there was rumors of a TV pilot, 
And then I, I, I don't think it even got written. I don't know what happened, but uh, I'm surprised this hasn't happened sooner. That's what I'm saying. Yep. They're, yeah. Well, they're talking about because up till now, Marvel's content is always PG-13. It's very yeah. adult skewing. This would be their first first MCU film to go after a kid audience. Yeah. A spy kids is what it's being compared to. It would be a spy kids style movie. Okay. Right. And and I, do, I I wonder if you go for PG or do you even try to make a G-rated movie? Do you make I don't it think you like, could. Yeah. With the amount of violence involved yeah. in any kind of superhero thing, yeah. it would be PG. But that would be uh, that would alone would be a departure for Marvel. And it mm-hmm. could be, yeah. it, this will be, I think this is what we're going to start to see in Phase 4 and it's especially into Phase 5 is like Marvel is going to try to spread themselves out. They're going to go into markets that they don't, they haven't been going into, and I'm all, I'm all about it. Uh, more in line with what they've been doing, the Ultimates is apparently on the table. Some version of the superhero team, the Ultimates, which was more of an Avengers like facsimile in the uh, uh, Ultimate Universe. But in the 616 Universe, which I'm assuming is where we're going with this, we're going to get something like this. If you look at the, this more recent cover, where you've got Captain Marvel, Black Panther, America Chavez, and, uh, and Galactus is on the team. I was going to say, that's a very uh, very interesting-looking helmet that someone's wearing in silhouette behind them. Galactus is straight a- up on team <laughs> he- in the Ultimate. It's a very, I haven't read the whole... I, I'll be honest, I haven't read the series, but it's a very interesting wow. <laughs> choice. Um, but you never know. I just bring it up. We don't have a lot of time to talk about no, it. Do you guys have any thoughts on the Ultimates? Whether you want to see it? Oh, I, Blue Marvel. That's the other guy. No, I think it would uh, be cool. And Spectrum. I would, I would like to maybe see it as a as a series rather than a movie. I, I like the idea of characters that you don't necessarily think like, oh, yeah, Captain Marvel and Black Panther. I totally would imagine them teaming up. And I'd like to see, like, well, what's the specific mission that makes the perfect sense that the two of them are working together? So, yeah, I, I love ideas like that. And, and I think sort of having, you know, mission-based selection of members in future movies is uh, something I'm all in favor of. Yeah. This could be a great, like, Captain Marvel-led team, like, whether Black Panther's involved or not, uh, because Spectrum is also on the team and you've introduced Monica Rambeau, at least as a child, Mm -hmm. I can see where they could go with this. Um, All right. Let's talk about our lead story, which we've spent... I know you guys have been waiting because it sounds insane. (laughs) Uh, two separate rumors suggest that Spider-Man 3 could feature either Venom, or at least Sony wants Venom in Spider-Man 3, and then a separate rumor suggests that Deadpool could be going into Spider-Man 3. Let's pack those in. Let's, let's try to examine those one at a time. Uh, Venom, up first. Basically, Sony, who's already working on Venom 2, supposedly is trying to pressure Marvel to put... Venom, the Tom Hardy Venom into uh, Spider-Man 3. Only way that I would want that to happen is top yeah, Tom Hardy Venom. I think that would be awesome. I think we we really they they really need to fix the uh the mistake of that was Spider-Man 3. Um Oh, the other Spider-Man 3. The yeah, other you're Spider-Man talking about Topher Grace Venom. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah. yes. Uh and um I think that that'd be a great way to do it. I think that that would be awesome. I mean, there's a bit of an age difference there, but whatever. No, I think, yeah, but I think that uh, that was, you know, look, you can poke a lot of holes in the Venom movie, but the biggest 
problem for me was the not really tying it to the Spider-Man universe. I know there were little Easter eggs and mentions, but uh, yeah, I think if we were to see him, even if it is like, say, a post-credit scene, you know, and just like, oh my God, look at that, it's Venom. Yeah, he'll be in the next movie. That would be great, you know? So uh, I would love to see something like that, you know, if they, they were to, you know, I guess that would be in what, a post-credit scene in Spider-Man 3, teasing episode 4, whatever. I, I will say, I remember looking at Venom when it was happening with this in mind and you they kept it so insulated that you could like retrospectively put it into the MCU. Mm-hmm. They keep it isolated to one city. Like there's a spaceship but it doesn't really do much like yeah. in terms of like bigger reach like it could have happened in the MCU and no and like it would it would work. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean, it helps that you put it in what it's in San Francisco. So it's not even in like Philadelphia. It's not yeah. close to the, where things usually happen in the MCU. Well, so. Ant Man, it's true. Hey, Ant Man's in San Francisco. Um, that's the only, that's the closest thing. Is that yeah. they, they both are in that city, but that doesn't necessarily mean they I have to affect fine. each other. Yeah. Um, so you could do that, and there is a there. I I see how you could do it, and you could sort of fix or like give me at least what I've been missing in Venom, which is the like the facsimile for a romance. Is you, you're sort of doing it backwards from how they do it in the comics, but I, I'd be interested to see that where Venom leaves Tom Hardy's character, he leaves Eddie behind in favor of Peter Parker, and then it's a spurned lover situation there, which is it's usually the opposite direction, right? Um, but that that dynamic is my favorite, is to me the most interesting part of Venom is like treating uh, Venom as a part of a, a relationship, whether it's abusive. Or just not, or just like not the right fit for you, or like when when you find like the the right person, which is how it's always felt to me when Venom was with Flash Thompson. It's like, oh, this is the person you're supposed to be with, but yeah, you're tempted by your ex, Eddie Brock. I like this stuff. Yeah, but obviously it makes um, sense for Venom to want to be with uh, Peter because he has power. He brings something to the table more than powers. anyone else. Yeah. yeah so so um, it could be that could be a really interesting way to take it. Um, yeah. Only time will tell. Yeah. Uh, now the other side of this rumor, Deadpool. Because basically everyone's trying to figure out Deadpool 3 is in development, uh, X-Force was in development, uh, but now Disney owns all of the X-Men characters, including Deadpool. Where do you put Deadpool? How do you introduce him to the MCU, or do you introduce him to the MCU? Um, you didn't really worry about Deadpool in the uh, the larger canon X-Men movies. Dark Phoenix is not going to have Deadpool in it, unless the, there's a great Easter egg coming. Um yeah, I mean it's also it it's way? set before he's Deadpool too cuz cuz Dark Phoenix is set in the 90s. Sure. So, but so that would be great if your easter egg is, you know, just a uh, normal faced Ryan Reynolds, you know, just a, in a very small cameo. But you're right. And yeah, I I don't know that uh I don't know that I I need to see what's well, this way. It'd be cool to have him be part of the MCU. I don't need it. If they feel like it makes sense for that character to be separate, uh I'm I'm all in favor of it, but uh there's a lot of team ups I'd like to see. Like, I, like from the comics, I love when he and Spidey are together. So I would actually really like to see them together and uh, on the big screen. I I actually pretty much feel exactly the same way. I I don't need it. Um, the only thing that I, if they did do it, if they did bring him into the MCU, you'd kind of miss that R rating that I feel like mm. Deadpool kind of needs because the movies themselves are so great. I mean, the first one is amazing. The second one's still good. I still enjoyed it so yeah. much, but the first one is like fantastic. I'm looking forward to three. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't want to lose that ability for Ryan Reynolds and and the Deadpool writers to just go crazy mm-hmm. with that movie. Um, so you could just like keep it loosely in the in the Marvel 
cinematic universe canon and like where he can play with those characters a little bit like maybe somebody pops up but it's the same thing where like it's not the same colossus that you saw in the x-men movies right. you just sort of put them on the side uh, maybe you do it where it's an alternate universe and he can literally talk to the pe- the audience and explain that and like <laughs> it wouldn't matter um, but you could uh, it, it, it feels like it because it, Spider-Man has to be PG-13 and the Tom Holland Spider-Man is a very sweet kid I don't know that he works with Ryan Reynolds Deadpool the same way uh, I would actually prefer to see Spider-Man pop up in a Deadpool movie I think that would be more interesting yeah, than I think the other way around um, because the tone of Deadpool showing up in like Spider-Man 3 makes no sense to me. There's also rumors that they could give Deadpool a Disney Plus series, but again, family-friendly s- streaming service doesn't really fit. Hulu. <laughs> yeah, because Hulu can afford Hulu. to pay for Ryan Reynolds yeah. and Deadpool. Ryan, Ryan would just do it out of the goodness of his heart because he's an amazing person. I kind of just want Deadpool to uh, be set like to, for the third one, and then he we can... like. You can, you, you can just put him into a universe-bending story. Hmm. Like, play with the scenario that you have in front of you, and I think it could be really fun. Like, what if, this could be the time to do the meeting of the different Deadpools, and you get Lady Deadpool, you get uh, Dogpool, like, all these different, like, yeah. versions of the character. Put him into a multiverse world. It would be fun. Agreed. You guys have something, something you want to share with the class? Uh, Charles I'm Lee sorry, says you're 10 seconds away from screaming, won't someone please think about the children? They can make it work. Relax. And his solo stuff, he's rated R. He could play Nights with Others. Yeah, he could be in a PG-13 movie. That's and fine. I just yeah. don't want his main movies to be PG-13. You know, yeah. I think if the Deadpool movies are rated R, but then he can show up in, in Avengers, a Spider-Man, or whatever, uh, I think that's fine. He doesn't have to swear as much. Look, Once Upon a Deadpool showed us that there's a PG-13 version of this that works, it, we just don't want that to be the only version. Exactly. Because the R-rated version is super fun. It's I want so the gory, like, nonsense, because there's so much comedy right. that they've managed to mine from the gore. So I like no, it. agreed. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like I want to have those awkward shots where somebody splats into a billboard and you just see all of it. Uh huh. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's yes. terrible, but right. it's hilarious. It's, no, it's great. Um. So, yeah, as Charles Lee put, "Into the Pool Verse" is what I'm pitching here. Yes, they I, I'm all in on that. "Into the Pool Verse." That's a great suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> um. Real quick, uh, some video game stuff is coming. Marvel related. Marvel got, and like, I barely understand what these games are because I don't play MOBA games, but now there's a Marvel MOBA game coming to your phone consoles. I don't uh, know what do MOBA what games okay. are either. Because you know about video games. I so know, I, was just I looking play video games, but not those. <laughs> it's like uh, where you have different characters and you sort of like move uh, you around uh, and fight things uh, with like different people with different abilities. Anyway, that's a small thing. It's coming soon. It's in beta, with some with some, in some countries. Uh, E3 is coming up in a couple weeks, and Square Enix is finally going to give us an announcement about their Avengers game that they and Crystal Dynamics have been making in the background in secret for years. I want to know what it is. This is not like the Avengers VR game that came out a few years ago. Like or it like might a- be. We don't know if this is VR. We don't know if it's just a console game. We don't know what it is. I'm just hoping it's not like a Marvel versus Capcom type of deal. Because no, we've it's, already got it's that. not a fighting like, game. Like, like this is going to be some kind of like an open world game. Maybe Will I don't we know. Get open world, please. No, maybe? no one's really sure. I would um, love that. I, I hope that they sort of take a page from what Sony did with Spider-Man because that was one of the best. That's one of the best video games 
period that I've played, let alone one of the best superhero games. Um, and we do something like that, but where you have a full cast of characters where you can jump in as Cap, Black Widow, the Hulk, Iron Man. Like, there's so uh, that's the problem with an Avengers game is there's so many different character dynamics that you have to put in. Um, and you've got Ultimate Alliance coming, which is just a straight fighter. So it has to be more. I'm hoping this is more adventure based. Mm-hmm. We'll that's kind of what I'm We'll after. see when it when they when they do their announcement, which is coming up at E3, which is just they said that this 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 reveal, the worldwide reveal, is going to be June 10th. Okay. So not long. Very guys. soon. Very not soon. long to wait. Marvel TV time. <laughs> Marvel Movie News We're talking TV time Alright, I'm going to give you guys the quick headlines and then you can tune into our sister show Marvel TV Weekly on Sundays with these two sitting across from me to get the, the lowdown on stuff like Professor X being finally shown in a Legion teaser <laughs> <laughs> With Cerebro So much stuff going on there but you'll have to wait till Sunday because we don't have time. Uh, this is a real quick story. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, might have a title change coming up, and it's not what you think. Oh, interesting. Uh, we all assumed that, like, or at least I did, that it would be uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier after the Endgame reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, I still want it to be Captain's America, but I get that it's not going to be. <laughs> uh, tag Team. Like whoop! There it is. I don't. Uh, I don't think I follow. <laughs> that's that's what I am. That's what I'm. I'm seeing uh, according to. Uh, well, I found it on comicbook.com, sure. but they they credit dis- the site discussing film that the work current working title is tag team. Okay. I'm gonna hope not. It's a terrible. I, yeah, it's a I'm, weird I'm choice. You, I don't like it, it. I, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Like like Falcon and Winter Soldier, or Captain America, which is Captain America and Bucky. You, any of those things work because you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I like them. I want to see that. It's like tag team, huh? I. You know what I'll bet that is. I'll bet it's the code name that they've been using for shooting. That was like make you sense. never put the actual na- title of these things on any of the outward facing documents. Like whenever you right. apply for permits or anything, because like in LA we see these all the time. They'll put they'll you'll find this blue little sticker on your outside of your building. That's like, hey, this thing's going to be filming on your block this date next week. Be aware, and then you have to move your car. Um, but so, it, but when it's a big thing like this, they put a fake name so that not everyone's like gathered around, like, ooh, what's happening here? Uh, so, because you, if you saw tag team is filming, you'd be like, okay, and then you go to work. But if you saw Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you'd be camped out there with a bag of popcorn well, and binoculars. And, and by you, you mean the three of us would be, we'd be, have to do the show from, you know, a safe distance away from the set in the hopes yep. that we saw somebody. <laughs> yep. We'd just be staring. They'd be like, God damn it. Hey, Fungus, again. Fungus says, how about Winter Falcon? You know, just uh, you just go. streamlining it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Look, yeah. it's, it's same, Even that's better. It's the it's same as WandaVision. Yeah, it's true. Um, all right. So, uh, Jessica Jones got its trailer. Or teaser. It's not even doesn't even qualify as a trailer. Right. Uh, basically, just like hinting, but not giving us any real information on her villain for season three. What but did you guys think us, of the teaser? They did give us the date, and so the even, date. Yeah, even, we have a date. Even if it had just been a st- like a still shot and of like the desk that we saw before, and then it had the date. I'm like, great, that's very useful. 
Um, but uh, yeah, look, I'm excited for it. Uh, I uh, I don't uh, I don't think too much about uh, what it's going to be because uh, obviously it's uh, we're up to be surprised. But uh, if you've noticed the uh, Twitter handle, the official Jessica Jones Twitter handle is identified as uh, Jessica Jones is a fraud right now, so that must tie into what the story is. So well, that's like, what they talked about in the yeah, trailer. Right. It's like this person claiming she's a fraud, so maybe it's somebody who doesn't believe in her powers or that she has like faked her cases, something like that. Um, There's no way she did it with Luke Cage. <laughs> just don't believe her. Uh, I, I don't have any guesses for you guys on who this villain could be. If it follows the way that we've seen Jessica Jones so far, it could be an original. And yeah. I'm totally on board with that. Uh, I've talked about that in the past. Just, like, let them do an original story. I'm I'm super in on, like, something I've never seen. Just like I was talking before. I love when I've, it's something I've never seen before. Whether it's a take on an existing character that's sure. brand new or, like, a completely new thing. I love new. I don't necessarily need you to recreate what I've already read. That's my piece. Okay. Cool. Uh, um, I need to catch up on season two, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> come on, Zia. You have two weeks. <sighs> two weeks. That's that, that's the crazy thing. We're getting Dark Phoenix in a week, and then we're getting Jessica Jones a week later. I, oh, my God. I don't have time. I don't have time. And then, make, by, by, and then by then, Spider-Man will be two weeks away. Oh! Uh-huh. Jessica Jones. Why would you? Oh, my God. I <laughs> no. And... We got Shield airing every week. That's true. As I wrap up real quick, Agents of Shield got real trippy this week. <laughs> they did. They straight up did hallucinogenics. They in sure space. did. I know Christians. Yep. I know Christians' thoughts on this. If anybody already, saw but, Marvel uh, TV Weekly, I, I spent a lot of time talking about it. Uh, space I, mushrooms, yeah. you guys. Uh, yeah. Gemma and Daisy. Daisy did. Space mushrooms. Yep. It was called Fear, Fear and Loathing and wherever they were, so we got it. They're but, lucky, uh, though, because their space mushrooms taste a lot better than our earth mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> earth mushrooms are not good unless that you put them in a chocolate. That they tasted good. That's why everybody did so Kept many of them. eating them, them. yeah. 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 So you just skirting over that yeah. very specific <laughs> reference. <Yeah. laughs> um, I really like this episode. I think it's fun. I think, like, okay, we're getting... We got them closer together, and then we took them apart again, and I just want us to go back to Earth so we can deal with the whole Sarge situation. I mean, yes, I do like the space part, though. The space part's been really fun for me. Um, it was really frustrating having her finally find Fitz, and then he's friggin' taken! Yeah. And I had to I had to explain to you that that's the whole nature of the relationship is that's usually what happens to them so uh, yeah. that makes it even worse when you're what 113 episodes in. <laughs> uh, my summary is uh, I enjoyed the Fitz and Enoch storyline, but uh, Gemma and Daisy is one of the stupidest things I've ever had to sit through, and I was so glad it was over. Um, it's so silly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was some good character stuff. Like I like you know, once it was over and I'm like, oh, I did like the way that they talked to each other, but just them playing drunk and playing high, I was like, It was I can't a little it was a little over the top. Yeah. I like the idea of it. It maybe could have been dialed back like ten percent. Um, yeah. I, I I will definitely agree with you there. But uh we are coming up on Anthony Michael Hall on Agents of Shield this week, you guys. So tomorrow Oh my god! Get ready for Anthony Michael Hall as the Casino Kingpin is what the like oh, what yeah. I've seen him called on and like the headlines and stuff. Uh, that's going to be ridiculous. I love when they get like because Agent Shield does this all the time where they'll pull like some really deep cut actor that you're like, I haven't seen them in years. <laughs> uh, and this is going to be. I'm sure they're going to have fun with it. You also are going to have some of the co- the co uh, right have the. Right, head writers 
Michelle trying to yeah. I'm uh, glad you're trying to say them and not me. Um, is going to be Tan, Tan Char Marissa Tan Charon. I'm so sorry, but she's going to be on the show next week. Uh, wow. She posted a photo with her and Deke, which means maybe we're getting Deke back, you guys. Everybody seems to think, and people in the chat are saying that Deke will be back next week. I don't know if they know that or if they're hoping, but it seems like we know he'll be back. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, so all indications are uh, tomorrow night we will, yeah, tomorrow night we'll see him again. Excited to see Deke and see how much Zima he's been drinking. Or if he's moved on to uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe he's stepping, maybe, maybe he's changed the game. Maybe he's just drinking straight up apple martinis. Oh. Is this man an alcoholic? Is that what I'm gathering from this? <laughs> No, he just loves Zima. He came from the future, okay. so he goes back, and he like that's the thing that he decides to drink, and then he just loves it, and he gets uh, he gets trashed on Zima. Okay. So yeah. Anyway, anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's Marvel movie news. Uh, that's the that's the headlines and the stories for this week. Clearly, at a good time because I my my voice is leaving me. Um, how can everyone keep up with you guys? Well, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ, and uh, you will ordinarily see both Zia and I Sundays on Marvel TV Weekly over and after Buzz, but uh, I'll be in New Orleans, so Zia will He's be there uh, to cover the Cloak and Dagger season finale and, uh, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I believe our friend Steph Sabral will be on the panel and possibly uh, some other familiar faces, but uh, that's all being worked out. So... That's your plug. Sunday Thank at you. 9 Pacific I'll be on there. After Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> You'll not see him. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore Land. That's called XIA underscore Land. Also Facebook at Zia Landerson, because that's my other name. I have 12. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. And also be sure to check out my other podcast, Ships in the Night. Uh, this week's episode was uh, our 50th, where we had our good buddy Jesse Klein on. We talked about the magic carpet, hooking up with the cloak <laughs> of levitation. Uh, and next week's episode, and we drop these episodes on Tuesdays. A very familiar face to you guys, Mr. Coy Jandro oh. is coming by, and you bet we dropped a, a Marvel theme chip in there, but you're gonna have to wait to find out who. I'll tease you with it next week. But yeah, Coy's is super fun and ridiculous. Uh, so look forward to that next Tuesday. Guys, this has been oh, that podcast is called Ships in the Night. Find it at Chipping Pod. Uh, this has been Marvel Movie News. Thanks for geeking out with us. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.